What's going on? It's CCC. Welcome to another episode. I hope everybody's been doing well. Everyone's been doing fine and dandy. Yeah, you've been alright. I've been alright. I've been awesome. killer. What's actually playing right now? We by Jeremiah. Oh, is that what's up? Oh, 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 that's that's a cool we song. We by Jeremiah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so, you've been alright. I've been I've been okay. You know, I've been a bit bit, bit sick actually. Yeah. Hey, Facebook is gone. Oh no, hey, it's pretty bad. I, I make sure like the first thing I do is just like in the nose and then bang bang. Does yours does yours thing like taste bad? Mine tastes so horrible. It tastes really bitter. Yeah, yours is yeah, bitter as well. Sweet. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Like I tried the non so bitter one. Doesn't really work, does it? <laughs> doesn't change much. Yeah, it doesn't change much. It's yeah, just yeah. it just it's it's gotta hit hard for it to actually work. You know what sucks as well? What? The nose stuff, man. Mm. That doesn't work for me. Jeez. And, and and with that we have a new segment. Talk about your allergies. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of allergies do you have? <laughs> For CCC, we are evolving. We're an evolving podcast. I'm allergic to good podcasts. That's, 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 that's true. Just, just niche. Yo, we got a good topic for today. We do. Um, mm-hmm. Church clicks. Okay. Damn. Like that. I, you know what? Like it always gets me the way click is spelled. I thought it was like a C L I C K, C L I C Q U E or something like that. Click. I don't know this song actually. Click. 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 So, why are church clicks so good? Apparently, do you want to maybe maybe yeah. give a little bit of, in case people aren't sure what 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 we mean by church click church, church clicks. clicks? What are we talking about? Well, exactly right. What are we talking about? No, I actually had a question. I actually had a question. <laughs> you right? did. Um, um, what kind of clicks have you seen form? What kind of clicks? Mm. Like what? Like, did you identify click and like who was in them and what? What was the thing that actually brought name them together? People. Yeah, name, name and shame. Steve, yeah, was the biggest culprit. Yeah, Steve is always Steve. the biggest culprit. So yeah, different clicks. You get clicks of um, sort of different ethnicities. Yeah. So like you know, Indian people, Sri Lankan people, yeah. um, Korean people, uh. Chinese people, Vietnamese, yeah. South Americans. Uh. So you get the private school boys. Yeah, which comes to socioeconomic clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people go to like private schools or like white collar workers, Mm-mm. and then blue collar workers. Yeah. You also just get clicks based on like different social status as yeah, well. Yeah. So kind of like cool, cool kids. kids. Yeah. And nerdy the kids. kids. Nerdy kids. Yeah. Gamers. Your gamers. Yeah. Your haters. Your haters. Yeah. Your losers, yeah. as well as 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 bad as that is. I thought to say. we're all losers, the ones that go to church. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. The ones that go to heaven are losers. Yeah. <laughs> losers club. Yeah, the right losers here. club. CCC, Woo. love it. Yeah. So basically, what we're saying with clicks is uh, is um, a group of people hanging together mm. that identify mm. by a particular trait. Yeah. So we're not saying just people who hanging together. Oh, that's a click. If you're a friendship group, like it doesn't mean that you're automatically a click. Mm. But it's primarily people who hang together by a particular characteristic or trait. I, I think also it, there is that, but there's also like groups of people that hang out together and it's very hard for any new person to join. That's yeah, that's that's exactly that's it. the problem with clicks. So why are they good? <laughs> that's well, a question we've got to raise. Like uh, we've got good. a little running sheet. We, do, we have yeah. a little running sheet. We thought, yeah. you know, we thought it would be a little bit more streamlined on the, on this podcast. That's right. But uh, one of the things we thought about thinking through this is is like what what makes a click good mm. and there are some things that are that are good about them is that mm. essentially people identify and we live in a society where identity is a big thing yeah i dare say like christians like well, identity is on the crust mm. 
and that's why it's we just got a big giant running. click running we got a huge click yeah everyone in heaven is part of a click yeah click 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 but although that <laughs> level of click is like somewhat i guess approved by yeah. god would you agree like yeah. there there is some i mean we did a podcast on how christian love hits different differently yeah. right so we do establish that uh <laughs> it's, it's different i love it it's different mate. yeah it's differently <laughs> So yeah, it is differently. Uh, and so, <laughs> oh my god, I, I wish oh, I wish man. the listeners can be in the studio sometimes because we have so much fun doing we're so this. Weird, eh? yeah, so weird, I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, so we've got we've got clicks that form. I lost my train of thought now. We've we got clicks that form. You're talking about mm. how church is like yeah big, yeah we, big click. it's proved so like non-christians will get christians and be like oh christians hang out with each other all, yeah. a lot although yeah. that's not necessarily a, a good thing to showcase either mm. as well so like there there are christians out there who only hang out with the christians which is not a good thing yep. they need to be able to like be able to like have cool non-christian friends as well yeah, and just yeah. be able to just just be a social chameleon mm. i guess and, and just be able to love on them be ready to love them right or, or be loving them right that's 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 a big call so and, and the bible to, says to some extent when you are christian brothers you got to like you got to hit them up with your love differently which mm. is understandable so yeah that's where everything sits with that but within the church you're right these things do exist and a good part about that is that they exist that people feel part of that identity Mm-mm. whereas like you know if you uh somebody who's come from vietnam mm. And you meet a lot of Vietnamese people at church. Yeah. And you join part of that clique is you feel that identity as a Christian, yeah. Vietnamese person. Yeah. And it's easy for you to relate and feel comfortable. Yeah. And easier for you to get set up in yeah. the church. Yeah, yeah. So in that way, cliques are good. Mm. Is that it allows people when they do come into that environment mm. to feel part of that group. Yeah. The other thing that's good about cliques is it makes people feel safe. Yeah. Because you're part of a pack. Yeah. You're part of like a wolf pack. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like I'm identify, I have friends. When I go to church, I no longer got to like sit up and go, oh man, sermon's over. Who do, who do I talk to? Yeah. You go, oh, like, you know, my Vietnamese friend over there or uh. my private school mate over there yeah. who I went to school with. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so then you feel comfortable and then you go and sit with those people as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it allows you to, rather than be anxious or worried about stuff, uh-huh. to sit into a sermon and feel, feel comfortable, feel safe and be able to take more in and be part of that community. Exactly. I've I've seen also some cliques sort of destroy their barrier because of the ethnicity reasons. Reasons. So, for example, we we live in Australia, where like if you're from like anywhere outside of Australia, yeah. that gives rise to the, the the primary trait that allows you to actually form a clique. Mm. So then, like you gave the example for the Vietnamese people. Shout out to Vietnamese people, love you all. Um, you are basically in a group of um, Vietnamese people, but within that group, there are different socioeconomics, different mm. different social. Yeah. Um, uh, statuses as well mm. so like because they're Vietnamese they actually then do group together then if you were to go into a church in Vietnam where there's like all these different people there might be a clique forming divided even though they do speak the same language so there are there are some ways that then cliques then um, you know as part of a minority then form a stronger bond with each other which which is a good thing and but but I've, I've seen I think the point of this discussion is that we, we established the word clique in a church society as, as being sort of a negative thing because mm-hmm. it often then leads to not only a, a protective barrier but generally a barrier yeah yeah to anyone else that might be wanting to come in and and it's just not very welcoming or open-minded and mm-hmm. so uh, and i think this often happens you know when a church gets bigger as well yes um yeah. so it's something that is definitely worthwhile addressing 
So why are they so, so, so bad? So, so bad. So, so bad. So what, bad. That's, yeah. We hit the nail on the head there where the good thing about it is it helps someone feel part of a, a mm. group. Yeah. But the tricky thing is that if you don't relate to that particular trait, mm. it's hard for you to break into that. Yeah. Um, and even for us as Christians where we go, like, no, we're really accommodating and welcoming. Yeah. If you really identify around a particular mm. identity that is different mm. to your identity in Christ, it means that somebody who doesn't identify in that mm. is now an outsider. Exactly. And so for someone who's new to mm. a church environment and all they see is like different groups of people, yeah. they've got to go, how do I fit into that? Mm. And I remember you were sharing a story about how you felt that case when you went and visited a church mm. where you went into it and you were like, you literally could notice the differences. You're like, there's that group, there's that group, there's that group, there's that group. And you've got to be this I, to fit into that group. You've got to yeah. be that to be fit into it. And then I go, I don't fit I into don't any, fit in. any of that. I've got to try really hard to, to, to fit in. be different, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is that. There's also like clicks that form around like the area of service you do. So like all the musicians will just like hang out with themselves and yeah, yeah. all the rest of it. And, and I don't know how much effort they put in to actually, you know, make themselves a little bit wider as well uh, in, in, it's in terms of being more open-minded to open to ready to accept more people into that group as well. Mm. So that's another thing that I've seen too is, is that well, I think music ministry especially is one of the ministries that really just have to open the door so that they have more than less people come through and serve and have a go at serving. Mm. Obviously, you, you have some relational basis with them to be able to then identify where, the, where their heart is at in terms of their faith in Christ. And then once that lines up, then, you know, they, you know, look at the, the, the skill level and then yeah. be able to, like, bring them on. Do so, you think that that leads to an elitist mentality in church? What elitist? Like, people, people navigate into, like, particular ways that they serve. Yeah. So, like, the worship team just hanging out with the worship team. Yeah. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is the worship team should be open so that they'll be able to assess new talent that comes in. Yeah, yeah. I think music and just gifted-wise, you have to be able to identify gifted, uh, gifts in people to be able to then, then identify which area that they could serve. Like, there's no point in getting a bassist who doesn't know how to play bass, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you got you to then see where the gift is at, but then you got to be able to actually have it open enough to actually then assess whether that will be appropriate or not. Yeah. A, a and in the order of importance, where is their faith and B their skill. So that being the case, it, someone could be like brilliant at brilliant base, but if they're sort of not, you know, in a place where they're discovering Jesus or something like that, or or what have you, then it might not be the most appropriate um, arena to actually serve. Right, that faith is first and foremost. If you're going to be out the front and things like that, but to identify that, you can't just give them a sheet or like a worksheet or a checklist and be like, you a Christian and give them a score out of 10, be like, you're an 8 out of 10 Christian or whatever. Yeah, Most yeah. of us probably are about 6 out of 10. I don't know, whatever the hell we are. 6.5. Yeah, yeah, you're more spiritual than I am, so clearly. Elitist. Um, <laughs> elitist. But you can, only, you can only sort of come to terms with that by being relational with that person, with the type of things that they talk about. And it's a bit hard because you're... But, but the leaders play a strong role in that. So there are leaders in, in the service groups mm. where then they'll be able to identify any budding spirits out there who are willing to serve in a particular area that they have they are organizing or they're leading up at yeah. the moment so but but it does become quite toxic and bad if you don't generally how do you say leave it open there i, I went to a, i went to a church service and they're saying that if you're out in the yard and you're talking to each other don't form a circle form a u-shape 
horseshoe. Yeah, like a horseshoe shape. So that anybody can like come in yeah, and join. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as they join, guess what? It becomes an oval, right? Yeah. So they got to then step. Uh, well, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So then you go, like, can you just stand? A little bit to the side so that they yeah. can jump. Yeah. Which is like this corporate exercise kind of crap. Mm. <laughs> but I think the whole premise is that, yes, be united, but also then be open to have these discussions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why like this, discussions like this, people might go like, oh my goodness, you're just like, overthinking church like mm. yo just let me go and just let me go and talk to the people i want, want to, to talk They're to my yeah. friends yeah and like don't get us wrong we're not we're not out here going you need to really like really structure the way that you go about your relationships in church and mm. like go and create like a u-shape yeah don't go and talk to your friend only talk to these people yeah. like that that's not what we're saying Mm-mm. but we're, we're hoping that if you are part of a group like that mm. you might go yeah, I can identify that. Mm. You know, like, oh, maybe I'm part of a, like, the jocks, like the sporty mm. group. Like, mm. all my mates were just, like, athletes. Mm-mm. And for gamer Joe mm. to come talk to us, like, he can't. Yeah. And he, like, whenever we talk to him, it's like, it just sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he can't relate to us. It's like, yeah, yeah obviously he can't because he's not, he's, yeah. not, he's not sporty. But And generally speaking, some of you are really bad out there. Like yeah. some, some of the people are really, really bad with this kind of stuff. Yeah. If you're getting, finding yourself comfortable in a clique, right? And you go, and you look at other clicks and go, this, it doesn't really matter. You might be way too comfortable in that click already. Mm. So you got to really think about it. Are you ready? Like, you got to check yourself. Are you there literally because you're comfortable? All right. Do you go to church because to be comfortable, right? Mm. Maybe you need that. Maybe your life and your faith is in a phase where you, in a season where you require that comfort so that you can then feel like you're at home and all the rest of it. But there needs to be a point at which you go where, where Christianity, being a Christian, isn't always just about being comfortable, but it's about being able to give yourself. Step out of your yeah. zone. Yeah. yeah, because Jesus dying on the cross wasn't particularly comfortable. And when Jesus says, <laughs> yeah. yo, you... It's surprising, actually. Dying is not comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Hanging on a cross with nails, you know, to your arm, not comfortable. So when God calls you to be like him, when Jesus says, calls you to be like him, well, then... Some of your actions need to reflect a bit of that, right? That means having patience for somebody who doesn't speak as good of English as you do, right? Mm. That means having patience for somebody who doesn't understand social norms and statuses as well as you do. It is hard. It is hard. I mean, like you and I, for example, at a church, we're probably one of the more like exuberant people. We like to talk to people. But for example, last week, there was this new guy that came to church and he was just sort of discovering things. And I didn't know how to start the conversation, but I just went up to him and be like, hey, welcome to church. And yeah, like, where are you at? You know, but all this kind of just sort of discovering but he seemed to be very open to the idea of like being a christian and things mm. like that and so it looks like he was going to come back just had a bit of a chat so look and like his character and mine were completely different he was complete introvert and i was completely extrovert and i was just doing exactly what i would normally do he might have found that a little bit whatever but you know i made a, 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 an outreach i just wanted to make sure that he didn't leave the church without knowing or being able to talk to somebody mm. right do I have some friends that I feel more comfortable talking to? Well, yeah, I did. But, yeah, of course. but having just a little bit of time set apart so that you can actually connect with these people, I think is not a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. it may turn out to be that they are a really, really cool person. And then, therefore, you're able to bring them maybe into your clique. Into your clique, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, how do we weed it out whilst people are still remaining connected? There's a personal effort yeah. which we raised. But like how, how do we as a group help this issue called cliques? It's, it's a it's a tough thing but the reality is like you can't be connected to everyone mm. so we're not saying go and be best mates with every single person at church Mm-mm. it's hard to be really relational in that way Mm-mm. 
Although we should try and aspire to that, mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. Yeah. So, yes, if you're still really relational and close with the people around you, yeah. okay, cool. But what we hope is that people can have an outward, an outward mindset as yeah. opposed to an inward. Yeah. So like you were saying, stepping out of your comfort zone, mm. rather than going, you know what, it is comfortable for me to be here. Mm. It's comfortable for me to stay with this group of people yeah. because they like me or they get me or I can just be me in yeah. that. Have an outward mindset because that new person that comes into that environment yeah. feels like an outsider. And surprise, surprise, if you don't get to talk to your friends on a Sunday, mm. you're not going to die. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, exactly right. Yeah. Like you'll be okay. Also, if you talk to a new person on a Sunday, you're also not going to die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you're not going to just blow up. Yeah. Like, if that person doesn't respond to you well, it's not like the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Now, what I really want to encourage people is, because everyone has been in this environment, hmm. is think about when you have been at a place where you are a complete outsider, you know no one, hmm. you have no connections or friends. Hmm. Think about what it's like in that. Every single person has been in that, mm, you know what I mean? Mm. Like you go to a wedding or you go to like a, a new church. A new church mm. or a conference. Like new church is a great example. Yeah, if so just go to a new, to new church. church? If, yeah. if, you want, if you want a fresh experience yeah. of being somebody that nobody knows. That nobody knows. Yeah. Go visit a new church. Just go visit a new like. church, yeah. Because you can guarantee you like that first moment of when the pastor goes like the service is over mm. and that five seconds mm. or 10 seconds before someone might come and talk to you. Yeah. Feels like eternity. Yeah. And every new person says that. Yeah. So again, if you don't know what that's like, go and talk to somebody who's new at your Bolt. church and ask them, yo, Bolt what it. was it like yeah. when I first when you first rocked up? Yeah. And they'll go, Yeah, you know what? The start was really awkward, but then Joe and, and Jane and, and this person came and talked to me and made me feel really welcome. Yeah. But that first initial like ten seconds feels like eternity. Yeah. And if you haven't ever experienced that, go and experience, go experience that. it this week. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing is go and experience this as well, like when you don't know anyone, yeah. where you actually got to go, even before this sermon's over, you're going in your mind, like, mm. like, who, like you're looking around, like who can I talk to, mm. who looks like they're nice, that guy over there, like couple, they kind of look pretty nice, I might go talk to them. Like those are things that people think about when they're new yeah. to a church. Yeah. So, and they think about it and they often choose not to as well, yeah, like, exactly. you know, they're like nine times oh. out of ten, unless you are somebody yeah. like you or someone, yeah. yeah. You know what, even I've been in an environment, like I... Uh, yeah, because you've been checking out new churches recently. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm a fairly like outgoing. I like love having chats with people. Yeah. I'm a bit of but a, lucky for you, everybody knows you in the city. So, <laughs> but I have been in environments where no one knows me. Oh wow! And man, that feels so weird. I find that so hard to believe. But for those of you who aren't as famous as our, <laughs> as our friend over here, well then you know. But that's what that's why for me it was. I'm so happy God gave me that opportunity. Where yeah, I you, knew you, no one, and you got to seek it as well. In some yeah, degrees, yeah, yeah. you got to seek it to be able. To. And you know, what? I challenge right. We have to talk about leadership. I, yeah. I challenge pastors to do this. There are pastors who are probably, most pastors aren't new, right? You know, they, they've been going to church, that, that, that church for a long time, right? They're not new people, right? Mm. Even if do, they do rock up new, they, they rock up like on, on some shining donkey, right? So that everyone can like wave their palm trees at them and, you know, say, say freaking Hosanna or whatever. Like whatever welcoming pastors normally get these days, right? Depending on the church you go to. But they normally come with a bit of a rep, you feel me? Mm. Seriously, pastors, and I've, been, and I've been promoting this for such a long time. Pastors should have a, a church exchange program. What's that? Church exchange program where you basically, it's kind of like church espionage as well in some degree. <laughs> what do you mean? Like Cold War? Just, no, no. Just send some of the Anglicans to the Baptists. And then the Baptists to the Pentecostals, right? 
which there'll be no difference anyway. And then and then the Pentecostals will go visit the Anglicans, right? Dude, I reckon it would have a world of change. I reckon it'd be so good. I reckon it'd be so good as well. So like all these pastors that go come and come and go to the same church every week, or the worst you're gonna do, like the most you're gonna deviate from the church style is you're gonna go to one of your church plants. Like yeah. like come on guys, Whoa. why don't you go to a church? If you're an Anglican yeah, pastor, yeah. I bet you a hundred percent. Whatever, I bet you a hundred bucks that that's, that's how I was supposed to talk. Thousand percent dollars. <laughs> I bet you a hundred bucks that you will go to a Pentecostal church, right? And no one there would know who the hell you are. Yeah, yeah. No way, right? Yeah. And I go there by yourself. Don't take your wife and kids with you. Yeah. They can go to their old church, whatever. Go by yourself, and then watch who comes to talks to you first. How you're being welcomed, and what kind of welcoming works well, and what kind of welcoming doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Go and preach what works well to your to your mates mm. in your original church. Same thing. Pentecostal church leader goes to an Anglican church. Whatever. Just go somewhere different, right? Mm. As long as you know that they're going to preach from the same gospel, that's fine. Even if you go there and they utter absolute like rubbish, yeah. you still learn what not to do as well, right? Mm. Pastor, you should not be in the cesspool of your own little kingdom inside a church. Like, and that way you can come out and share your experience with the people who are not doing it and encourage people to actually do a bit of that. Whilst, and you don't have to do that just... You don't have to do that by, you know, resigning from your church for one week to go there. You know what I mean? It's still a good thing. You go and take some notes and come back, mm. which is which is a good thing. Um, and so, uh, and what you know, it's not this experience that's the important thing, but it's the mindset to keep it at the back of your mind, no matter how long you've been going to a church, to actually to remind yourself that hey, there are new people in my church, and they need to be welcomed, mm. right? Because if I'm if I'm new to the kingdom of Christ. Am I going to be welcomed by Christ? The answer is 100% yes. Yeah. So if you're not doing what Jesus would do to you onto others, well, are you a convicted Christian and therefore should you be listening to this podcast? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is like organize stuff for your church that allows people to, to connect. That's a really good one. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And you don't really have to be a, like a baller leader to do this. No, you could just be the so guy. Easy. Yeah. My issue I had at the, the previous church I went to, we were quite a large church. So mm. it's, it's hard in that sense. Mm. But it's like, it's not that hard to organize events. Yeah. Like how hard is it to do like a barbecue yeah. once a term uh. where everyone in your congregation comes and you have people part of the, the sports group and the, the popular group and like the nerdy group and the losers and the internationals. Uh, uh. You know, we haven't even talked about that. Like the uh, yeah, international yeah. people, how are they going to connect in with, exactly with right. local people? Mm, mm, it's hard for them. Yeah. But you do this event where you have like a barbecue and the international people bring Korean fried chicken. Yeah. Bibimbap, uh, like butter chicken, and then these, these like locals like, yo, this food's tasty. Yeah. How do you cook that? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, essentially just bring all these. We're being really superficial right now. But yeah. The whole but these thing things, behind yeah. that is like, mm. you bring people together in something outside of a Sunday, mm. outside of a Wednesday night Bible study. Mm-mm. You do an event and people connect. Mm. They start playing sports together and like, oh man, like. The nerdy guy's super good at basketball. Yeah. Wait, he plays state basketball for yeah. his team? Yeah. Yo, like, yeah. how do I not know that? Yeah, exactly. You start learning stuff about people. Activities. You start being mm. relational. Yeah. And we've done a podcast on that. The difference between friendship and, mm. and fellowship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And doing these events allows people to do fellowship. Mm. Now, if you're struggling to do that as a church leader, I don't think it's that hard. Mm. But if you've got a lot on your plate, get some people who can do that. Yeah. Or organize. Get few like strong leaders in your church and mm. go you know what we're going to anticipate to do an event mm. once a ten. yeah 
that becomes a thing. And just yeah, and just like systematically approach it a bit as well. Like if you're a leader, if you're if you're top enough to do it, then make it systematic. What I really found refreshing in one of the churches I went to, and no other church does this, is they say at the end of their service, like it's like an eleven a.m., ten thirty a.m. service, which is pretty stock standard on a Sunday, right? By the time it finishes, it's clearly lunchtime. Everyone's gonna go and have mm. some sort of a lunch, right? At the end of the service, this their church leader would say, "Guys, take somebody out for lunch. I love you. See you next week." Mm. Right? Never heard that in the other church that I went to. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that then encourages people to then understand that it's a normal thing. So the leadership, what's actually mm. propagandized, which is a terrible word to use. <laughs> what's actually? <laughs> what's actually? It's a dictatorship over here. Yeah. What's actually been 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 talked about at the front is actually it matters. It matters. It sets the tone. It sets the atmosphere that's for what it. is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Set the tone. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. Yeah, and so and so people can then understand that. Oh, taking somebody out for lunch is actually encouraging. It's a good thing, mm. right? And I won't be seen as a weirdo to do it because it's kind of what we do here. Yeah. And I've noticed that people actually do this. And and I've been I've been conditioned not to do this for so long because I normally have like lunch with my family or only because like after church we don't normally have lunch with like outside of people, which is like weird. And so like now I'm getting invites to go to lunch and I just automatically feel like I don't really have the time for that. But I'm just like, well, why, why can't I actually mm. go have lunch with that family, right? That's yeah, obviously yeah. there. And I'm here as a family, so why can't we just do lunch together and just, mm. just exchange a few, you know, just chop it up a little bit, you know, mm. talk about the sermon, you know, get to know each other. So there's definitely quite a lot of opportunities there, but you know, the, the church leadership has to actually be really wise in seeking out these opportunities, right? Also, like if you're a Bible study leader, you're not just there leading the Bible study. You you got to look beyond your duties at church. Yeah. If you're a band leader, you're not just a band leader. You're if you're a, if you're a um, Bible study, not just a Bible study. You are, in some way, being entrusted with the care of these people, right? You got you got to love these people. You got you got to actually do life with these people. Yeah, yep. Not just make noise and go flip through pages of the book, <laughs> but you got to be like, hey, look, let's catch up or you know those kind of things yeah. and i think that needs to be somewhat enshrined from the management to mm. be like when i say management like the church leadership to say yo like if you're doing this just to just flip pages right and tick the boxes mm. that's not what you're doing here you you're now building a community you're building a family yeah, here. yeah. so there's got to be more focus on 100 mm. so we talked about really comes from church leadership mm. and ways to encourage that but people in the congregation as well so church members, hmm. same thing that uh, Kay was mentioning before, is go and visit another church mm. and see what that's Yeah, like. I think that's a really big go one. Go visit another church where hopefully you don't know mm. many people. Mm. You might be in a small town where like you know mm. people and you're like, oh, you meet people you haven't seen in a while, but yeah. you're still going to be a new person in that environment. When mm. you first step into that, you don't know. Yeah. You go, like, man, I might not know anyone here. Yeah. I've got to go and actually experience what this environment's like yeah god willing you go and you find a church that's completely different to you but mm. there's the same stuff as you mm. wow they speak about jesus at this church oh i didn't crazy. realize that Woo. they're really welcoming yeah but i praise god like hopefully you go to a church and you feel really welcomed yeah and there's things that you can take from that that you go like yo i could i could bring this in yeah or even god willing you go to a church and you don't feel welcomed mm. i pray that god would use that opportunity for you to go i know what it feels like to be an outsider to be a loner yeah, yeah. Because if you have never experienced that in life, mm. you're going to find it really hard. Lucky you. but <laughs> I have experienced that though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I mean? yeah. And that's where like, why, when I experienced that, I was like, I would never, ever, uh. ever want anyone to feel like so that. that yeah. And that's why every time I see a new person at church, man, part of what drives me to talk to that person is, I know what it's like to be in a new environment where you feel completely 
alone and feel mm. like an outsider. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate it feeling like that. Mm. And you feel like you need to leave. By God's grace, I haven't experienced that that much. Yeah. He's given me experiences to go, you know what this is like. You never want anyone to feel like that. Amen. Even people you, you don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so okay, let's let's finish this up. So let's say then, we, we focus on a lot of positive. Let's say you were one of those people that were feeling that. Yeah. How should you react? Think about feeling it. Feeling as a... As an outsider. So you've yeah. identified all these cliques, right? Yeah. You see that there are cliques in there. You're frustrated. Why is a church like this? Mm. What do you do? <laughs> Go find another church. Go find another church. <laughs> That's fine. We should have added that to our how to go church shopping segment. Yeah. Um, and I think people do do that, don't they? they? Do. A lot of people yeah. do do that. And, yeah. and I think really the power is at the hands of the people who have the social status, who have the history in the church yeah. to be able to then, you know, accommodate these opportunities, which we focused on a lot about so that you're not, you're not missing everybody. You're not missing anybody, but obviously you are going to miss some because we're just mm. like a broken human organization. But I guess for those people who have gone through this experience, you are going to have no other choice but then to just keep your heart open. Yeah. And if you do end up going to a new church, not to take those hurts with you, although that is going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. Right. Be really tricky. And just accept the fact that Christian people are going to be broken anyway, mm. and seek God's help for the you know for for what you're about to do. So one of the things that that was a really hurtful experience for for the for my hairdresser who you know I've, I've had the pleasure to talk about jesus with mm. is that is he's most afraid of the community and the people yeah. right like why why are they like this for whatever experiences that he might have had obviously mm. his experience and my experience is different and one of my prayers for him was that that he will have an open mind to be able to accept a good group of people that god is going to put in their lives so i think you should continue to pray that prayer if you if you shall remain a strong christian either way that you will then pray for good people and good opportunities to come around to be able to then help you plug into uh, the, the, the place that you're in. One of the biggest things is like when Christians, for example, like professional Christians or whatever, not, not people who are professional at being Christians, <laughs> but like people who are professional in the secular world and they get sent to right, a different, right, right. yeah, yeah. They get sent to a different city to work, <laughs> yeah. right? The biggest and most important thing is like, have you found a church? Mm. I think it's important to actually find, get yeah, plugged yeah. into a church straight away. Yeah. Because those are your, your closest thing to a family. Because sure mm. as hell, your family is not going to come, didn't come yeah. with you. So in a new church, you need, in a new city, you need to have a good church to then yeah. be there by your side as you're adjusting into a new place as well. And it, this could be an incredibly challenging time, but just make sure that you keep an open mind, you keep praying about it mm. uh, so that you can, you can find good groups to plug into as well. 100%. Hopefully one, that would be hard to leave. Yeah. at the end of your stay there. So mm. that's definitely our prayer for the people who are out there. If you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling good even at a church, just make sure that that really ultimately your relationship with Jesus is with Jesus. And for that reason, I think it should give you the strength when you're weak. Yeah. And it should give you the, give you the, 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 the patience and the peace when you are sort of enjoying everything as well to be able yeah. to bring these people together. But very, very, very hard to do than mm. just, just said. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's church clicks for you. That's church clicks for you. Don't form one, guys. Just don't don't form one form to the extent. Large one. Large ones. That ends up going to heaven. Right, and then just <laughs> welcome the new people and just try to bring them in. Bring them in and organize an event, whether it's soccer, yeah. barbecue, something that everyone can enjoy. Mm. Something something simple and easy. Just it, and it doesn't have. You don't have to become our best friends over that one event either. 100%. Right, and go and organize multiple. Get creative, leaders. Right. 
maybe a movie night, maybe a, a dinner. Just if, if karaoke you, night. Yeah, a karaoke night. Well, that's that's a big one actually. Maybe yeah. some for some Asian churches. Yeah, could be good. Hey, and for non-Asian churches, why not? Yeah, why not? It's it's a fun activity for literally anybody who can sing really bad. Sing really bad. Exactly right. <laughs> CCC, thanks for joining us today. Subscribe. See you next see time. You next time. Peace.